It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Gilbert's Podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. That game sucked. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, we'll take the week <laughs> off. Go Phillies. Enjoy the games this week. Uh, seriously, though, I mean, thank God there's a Phillies game tomorrow night to like, take our mind off this because normally, Elliot, this would be like a week of pain. And, and look, I think for a lot of people, it still will be. And you're not all Eagles fans or Phillies fans and all that, but... Man, that was well, just I think the, the that Eagles was tough, dude. Feel the exact same way. Yeah, so, I'm sure they're the very happy. Office at least. Yeah, yeah very happy. Very happy because it would be a long week on WIP otherwise. But, let, but let's be honest. Like, so I think you know we'll do big picture. If we, like at the beginning, I think it's always important to say they're five and one. Totally. Jalen Hurts is like twenty-one and two in his last twenty-three starts now. So and the I nine honestly, and the Niners lost to PJ Walker as well. You know, like stuff happens in the NFL. Is the point. right. But, but outside of just stuff happens, like, it's a huge deal that the Niners lost as well for the Eagles just from the perspective. No doubt. They, they're not behind them now, right? So, so they still control their own fate, all those things. And I genuinely don't believe there were any big-picture red flags in this game today in a lot of ways. Like, I think the two things which we'll get into are the injuries and the turnovers. But I don't think this means the offense is broken. I don't think, like, they're going to be able to run the ball. Like, it just was kind of one of those days, which is unfortunate. And I tweeted this late in the game. Like, this would have been a huge win for them. If they would have been able to pull this off, like, an ugly, disgusting win, four turnovers, lanes hurt. Like, if they could have moved to 6-0, and it would have been a massive step towards getting that one mm. seed. I mean, obviously the Dolphins coming next week is going to be tough, but that Niners loss, like you would have been a game up on them. So it was, it, it would have been a huge, a huge win. But after the game, uh, Jalen Hurts was talking about it, and you know he was like, "Look, we've been here before. Granted, not often. That's my commentary, not his. Um, but he said that they they've been here before, and they'll learn from it. So I don't think this is a sky is falling loss, but." 
man, that that is a major blown opportunity for them. Yeah, Elliot, I think you put that perfectly. You know, it, you know, they're still a really good team. They've still proven that they are capable of winning games. They got you know beat up today, uh, both uh, metaphorically and literally, and had yeah. some big injuries. I mean, I think there's so many things you can point to. And look, I'm, I'm not doing this. They lost the game, but like if you wanted to do the, if Lane Johnson doesn't get hurt, they don't lose. If you know some receivers or running backs make some catches in some spot, they don't lose. If Jalen doesn't make a really bad decision in a spot, they don't lose. Devontae. If De- Devontae. I mean that Devonte drop was, was uh, he catches that 999 times out of a yeah. thousand. The play calling in so many spots was hard but like there were so many reasons that they didn't have to lose this game today and that's what's frustrating and and again like the Niners lost too you know it's it happens in the NFL there was a reason that they were the only two undefeated teams left and they both lost and and look uh, you know uh, credit to the Jets defense too uh, they that is a third talented D and and not an excuse because yep. without the two corners the Eagles should have been better but um, you know, there's a lot to pick apart and all that, but to Elliot's point, and look, again, they lost a lot of guys today. My, my biggest concern coming out of today is is injuries first. Like, first and foremost, I'm saying Lane, you know, if it seems like it might be a, a high ankle sprain. Exactly, Reed. Uh, they were already coming in without Jalen Carter and Darius Slay, which we don't, you know, think are long-term things, but we don't know for sure. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm much more concerned about the injuries heading into the the tough part of their schedule. But to your point as well, like, you know, you, you need to, to stack those wins against the teams you're supposed to beat because the schedule does get tougher now. And especially if you're going to go in shorthanded. I mean, look, if they're if they're deficient in the secondary going into this Miami game, I mean, you know, it ain't good. You have to score a lot of it points. It ain't good. It ain't um, good. So no. Um, and look, credit credit to uh, the Eagles defense today. Like I know that's no a doubt. Bad Jets offense, no doubt. But they did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is completely dominate that offense. It gave up four field goals. A touchdown at the end doesn't really count. They were, they were letting them uh, get that. But but like to to the point about the injuries. I guess we'll get into that first. There was a moment today. Like, we're on the defensive side of the ball. They were playing Makai Gardner, Terrell Edmonds, Josh Job, Nicholas Moreau, Contavia Street, Zach Cunningham, Mario Goodrich. On offense, they're playing Sua Opeta, Jack Driscoll, and for whatever you think of Quez, they're playing someone that they had as his backup in Alameda Zacchaeus. Like, they're a better team than the Jets, without question. But those players that I just named were playing meaningful snaps today. And like Makai Gardner, undrafted free agent. Terrell Edmonds, low-level free agent signing. Josh Job, undrafted free agent. Nicole, Nicholas Murrow, cut. Street, low-level free agent. Cunningham, unemployed in training camp. <laughs> uh, like, so there and, were a lot and, of and, and Opeta and Driscoll were probably the two worst today. Yes, well, the, and it's no, it's no small thing. Like, Driscoll will get a lot of heat for this, and rightfully so. He did not play well, and I'm not saying Sua – played awesome but there was a lot of pressure from that entire right side yeah i'm with you i'm with you they were both bad they were both i would guess that in training camp it was probably not a single time kelsey opetta and driscoll took a snap together Uh. just because like like where you know i might watch every snap like guess maybe i missed it but that's just not something that really would have happened so i just i think that's part of it driscoll was really bad and i look like Jalen played well for most of the game, I think. And I think for a while he came across like a quarterback that was carrying this team. Like on offense, there was there was pressure. There was drops, like all those things. And I thought he played really well. But I also think now, like in retrospect, he got rattled a little bit as the game went on. Totally. Like, I think on that, inter- on that interception, 
you can see he drops back. He, like, is immediately expecting pressure. He throws off his back foot. I thought for almost the whole, like, second half and definitely the fourth quarter, like, whenever he got the ball, he was almost immediately expecting pressure. And I'm not saying he was wrong for that. Like, there was pressure. But as a quarterback, you really suffer when you're sitting in the pocket and you're, like, seeing ghosts is maybe not the right term because they were literal defenders. But when you're expecting pressure, like, it really throws you off. And that interception, man, like – so I do the report card after every game and I was going to give him honestly like an A minus B plus. I knocked him all the way down to a D plus for that interception. Like, oh wow, you is- are you I know it's a, it's a bad like that. I, you know you lose the game because of it is what you're saying is your point. But- yeah, well like so this is the second time this year where it's been in a late game situation where it's like, well, the only thing you can't do is turn it over. And Jalen has been specifically responsible for the turnover. Like I actually think the turnover total this year it's high for Jalen, but a lot of these aren't his fault. Like well, the, the, fir- the first two weren't. Yeah, the Goddard one yeah, was exactly. clearly not, exactly. and the other one was Driscoll and Opet again. Driscoll in particular on that one, like they got his arm. Yeah, that happens. Yep. But and yeah, the last one, the last one was fully his fault. Right, and like even the one against Tampa, like it looks like Swift runs the wrong way. So I do think his interception total is inflated, but. Like, that interception at the end. And I've been talking about this, I feel like, on the pod. Like, the turnovers are a major, major well, They were major minus, four. minus four. Minus four. Minus four. So I mean, there was a uh, – Shield put out a stat where it was teams that are minus four in uh, in the turnover di- differential over the last three seasons are one in 28. Yeah. So it's a miracle <laughs> I mean, he almost won this game. I mean, like, think about it. The fact Zach Wilson is on the other side is a big reason why. Totally, and the defense. And the defense played well, to your point. Yeah. But, but like, Jalen, man, like, you can't make that throw. And after the game, he talked about it. He said he made the wrong read, like, obviously. But, I mean, it's the one thing that couldn't happen. So, curious, curious for your perspective on this. There was some discussion before the play and then on the way down to the locker room. Like, so two minutes ago, it's third and ten. You're up two at that point. The, it's after the two-minute warning. The Jets, I don't believe, have any timeouts, and you have – like, would you have ran the ball there? Uh, so I, I'm fine throwing the ball, but I'm not fine throwing the ball that way. Like, like with many situations in this game, I didn't hate the overall uh, theoretical decisions that Thought were made. Process. I hated the, the, the play call. Like, if I'm going to throw the ball there, I'm I'm making it a safe throw. I'm throwing it to Swift or Goddard on some type of screen or some type of short little thing or to AJ on a little slant route that either he catches or it bounces and hits the ground. Like, I'm not taking a risk. Like, But, like, what, like why not see if AJ can barrel a couple people over? See if Goddard can barrel a couple people over? Like, or I'm, I'm going back faking a throw and running Jalen up the middle again. I mean, of all the uh, ad nauseum, absurd amount of design runs they had today, that was a spot where, like, at least it would have made a little sense. But, like, doing what they did was crazy. Like, like punting the ball away in that spot is a thousand times better than, than uh, you know, yeah. so many the, yeah. the, so many outcomes. Of what, and I understand going for the first down. Again, I am fine not running it there, but I would have rather run it than do what they did specifically. So, I... At the time, I was okay throwing it because you put the ball in Jalen's hand. I thought to that point he had actually played, like I said, a pretty good game. And I agree. AJ had, AJ had been dominating. But, and, you know, not to, like, pretend like I'm playing. Remember that old Madden game where you were the head coach specifically? This might – you might not remember mm-hmm. this. But um, anyway, like, I'm not – I know it's easy for me to sit here and, and say it at the time. But, but I think what I would have said is, like, look, Jalen, this is the play. 
if you don't like the read, like just run. Like a one read, easy play. Like at the snap, AJ, we're gonna ice, like whatever. But I do think in retrospect, like there was a lot of logic to maybe just running the ball there. Like I know the and Sirani said this, the worst thing that could have happened happened on that play. Like mm-hmm. that's the worst possible outcome. Yep. But but like if you run the ball there, you you kill forty seconds off the clock, you punt it away. Let's say the Jets get it at the twenty. The defense had been really good. In the I'm with you. I don't know. Like I, I get the logic. And look, I all, spent all week saying I wanted Sirianni to be more aggressive, and he did go at, go for it on that fourth down early, which you know obviously he's a Go Birds listener. So mm-hmm. I I do think this is a little bit of where you know how the play resulted. We're like criticizing him. I think I'm always going to be okay with putting the ball in Jalen's hand and trusting like him and AJ. But man, but that's <laughs> like, not what they did. I mean, that was a bad play call, though. The way again, I I think there's well, a difference it was a between bad read by Jalen. Yeah, we well, about, yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Right. But again, yeah. don't don't give don't make that a play where it has to develop like that and whatever. Like again, just like do a quick either a quick screen or a quick slant. And if you get it, get it. If you don't, you don't. But the most important thing is that you complete a pass. Or, exactly, and yeah, and my my point is, if in your mind you, the completion rate on the play you're calling isn't like eighty to ninety percent, you know, like a screen is what I'm saying, yeah. then I'm running the football. I, I, that's that's the point. And look to the overall point about Jalen. I, I think I think Jalen is probably getting a little too much heat for this loss. Like. I, I yes, he had that bad play that ultimately was a deciding play. But like again, ultimately, I think there were, I think there were reasons. Like I think Jalen did a lot to give them a chance to win a game where there were a lot of other things going wrong for the majority of the game. And look, you know, he, I agree, he did. He was getting, you know, pressure constantly, and I think he did yeah. start to feel it too much and and start to maybe react a little too quick or whatever. But you know, some of those throws he made were, were brilliant, and I thought his accuracy was great outside of that interception. And he had some, you know, that play early on. We all, you know, everyone crazy the one where he's like got a guy hanging off him and he completes the first down pass. Like, yep. I, I do think that I mean the Devonte drop was a, a disastrous drop. The uh, was a game well drop was a disastrous drop. I mean there were there were multiple spots where he did not get any help, and again was just under siege uh, from you know did, beat up lines. So. I, I can't point. kill him too much. It was a it was a bad play, and it's unacceptable. Like I'm not. I don't want to seem like I'm saying you know, Jalen was great, but I just I think that you know if I'm making a list of why they lost today, Jalen's not the top of the list. So Jalen's not the top of the list for me for sure. I think the number one reason they lost was injuries, and then the players that came in did not play well on offense. Like Driscoll was really bad. Um, I and, and, and the play calling, I think, is right there too. I thought the play calling was was well, horrendous, horrendous. And not today. to get side, not to get sidetracked, but like we talked about this earlier in the week and on the post game pod um, last week, like this coaching staff situational decision making is not great. Like it's offensively, big, offensively. offensively. Let's not l- like lump Sean Desai in here. Sean Desai has done a really good job without pieces. Right. Yeah. You're right, 100%. Just Sean Desai has been the best coach on the staff so yeah. far. Yeah, who does not get? Yeah, um, yeah, seriously, coming from a Gannon guy. Yeah. But, uh, Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did hey everyone this is brett boone would you know it i've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as i sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track join me every week for multiple episodes on the brett boone podcast available on the odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts but no i mean like another game where we're talking on the pod about how like you know well we didn't like this call and like didn't like this situational thing and like i don't know man like i get i get putting it in your playmaker's hands and everything but it just feels like when this team ultimately loses if they if they lose and they don't win the super bowl this year it feels like we're going to be sitting here and talking about decisions that Sirianni and this coaching staff made whether it's play calling like i i hated the um and I guess they ultimately scored on it, but it felt like at point to this game, they were just like, well, we'll just run Jalen. Uh, the the whole happen. game. That, that's what they right. did with the first touchdown that, that I was shocked actually. You know, and I think it was the right call, but I didn't think he got in, but like, I it was like, Oh, I, I, I thought it was a bad play. Call. Yeah. I thought they were horrible. Back to back draws like that was so dumb. Yes. And they did that all game with those draws. Like I, it was, I thought it was a, a, like honestly, a disastrously called game from the lack of yes. runs to the to the dis- fourteen points. Uh, they scored fourteen uh, points. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was again against a team with their their two starting corners missing. At uh, like we've talked about it early on, but you know coming back to it, I think. Uh, and look, uh, it is six games into the season. I am not uh, saying that Brian Johnson it can't call plays in the NFL like I, I know there's growing pains and all that type of stuff but I think just in terms of like biggest loss from year to year in terms of being able to like you know you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now I think the second loss is 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 just being felt in such a massive way I mean that guy was a, a 
damn good play caller and clearly had yeah. a lot to do with the offensive design and offensive decision making. Well, and to like, so I think they finished two for, or I don't know what they were in the red zone. Today. I can look it up really quick. But like, so they score on their, so in the red zone, they were two for three. So, but on the first one, when they scored, like it wasn't like, oh, they got this fixed. They just barreled Jalen up the middle for two plays. Like, you know, it wasn't like a week of scouting that, that worked for him. Um, also, and you'll very rarely hear me say this, but I guess I will say it. Like, I don't know, man, 10 carries for DeAndre Swift. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm game, with you. I thought they were going to. I thought they were going to try to run the ball, and I know I know you're not up a ton late, but they made no effort to try to really kill clock late when this team is very good. Now, granted, you are missing the right side of your offensive line, so that's part of it. But to me, this game plan looked like all week they were like, all right, we can run the ball against the Jets. They have a bad run defense. Their secondary is really good. And they, like, practiced that all week, and then Sauce was out, and they are like, well, we'll just do something else. Like, it didn't look like they had prepared all week for what they were going to do. So I think, I think that's part of why the offense – Looked really bad. As far as the Brian Johnson thing, I think it's absolutely fair to criticize him. I think you're right to have questions about him. But I think in general, my philosophy on this is going to be like, I'm just going to blame Sirianni more than I'm going to blame Brian Johnson. Like, Sirianni is the head coach. He's the offensive head coach. That's totally fair. The only reason Brian Johnson is calling plays is because Sirianni couldn't do it the first few games, right? So, like, I just – I – it's a dis like there's no reason this offense should ever score 14 points. None. Like they have too much talent. And for what it's worth, like AJ was awesome. Jalen was pretty good most of the game. It's just and I know the turnovers were some dumb luck. Like the Goddard thing, it bounces. Jalen's arm gets hurt. But if this was the first game where turnovers were a problem, then I think you can excuse it away a little more. And I'm not to be clear, I am not blaming Jalen for the first two interceptions. But in the first six games, Jalen Hurts, I believe, has six interceptions now. That's as many as he had all last year. And he deserves criticism for that. Like, I'm not going to kill him for it. But if it was any other quarterback, we would sit here and go, oh, this guy turns a, this guy turns the ball over a ton, right? And I know that we can sit here with nuance and say it's not really a problem. But I think, like, Jalen has to catch some heat for this, that, like, six interceptions in six games is unacceptable. Like, if they turn the ball over at this rate, they are not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're just not. Like, they have to be better at protecting the ball. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree with you. I mean, especially when we – Come into the season. I mean, it, it's been something you've said a, a trillion times with, that you know we laud Jalen for him protecting the football. It was his best skill. Yeah, and yeah. look, and yes, the Goddard one was not on him, like flat out, like that is zero. It is crazy. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but it is crazy that that the lot la, la, the loss last year to Washington. Remember that weird play where God. Dude, I was gonna say I was gonna say this game felt a lot like that, and uh, you know, different uh, type of game in terms of like more offensive in the last one, but right. like similar in terms of dumb plays and missed opportunities and mistakes. But um, yeah, like you know, the Goddard one wasn't his fault at all, like zero, and the other one, you know, you don't blame him. But there have been balls that haven't been intercepted in general, like just through six games, watching him play every game, he has absolutely put the ball in harm's way more than he did, he did last it today. season. He had, yeah, he had one like without without no without no question, he has put the ball yeah. in harm's way far more consistently. And yeah, he's got to clean that up. It, that that absolutely is something. To your point, they're not going to win the Super Bowl that way. And and look, they're not going to get through this gauntlet they have coming up of games that way either. So, um, and again, look, I, I do credit to the Jets defense. I do think that like they're a talented group and they have been good this year. And I do think again. The single biggest reason the offense fell apart today was because Lane Johnson got hurt. Like I really do think that. It uh, is. You know, 
I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's like, like, he's like, uh, you could argue he should win MVP every year. I was going to say, is he like the most valuable player in the entire It's crazy. Like, (laughs) the numbers are insane. Whatever he's making, he is incredibly underpaid. Like, I just, he he comes out and the whole offense falls apart. Like, it just, it happens every time. When he would, remember what year was it where he missed 10 games? Or it was Doug's first year. Like, they started three and one or whatever it was. He played those 10 games and they just completely, like, cratered. Like, whenever he's out, they crater. And, Look, part of it is just how good he is. Obviously, like he, ne- he hasn't allowed a sack in like two years. Jack Driscoll felt like it allowed he allowed like four today alone, but he wasn't in the locker room after. Um, you know, I just I think he's not going to play against Miami. Oh, I I, yeah, I like it. Seems like there's speculation that it's some sort of high ankle sprain. Now, obviously, there's no report yet. We just know that the X-rays were negative. And look. There's a dude who played through a groin tear. So, you know, you never know with this guy. But Well, it's something but, to think, like, so they have three games and then a bye. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the severity yet. We'll find out more tomorrow. But when, when the bye is close, like, there's always that incentive to say with a high ankle sprain, like, maybe you just sit him for four weeks. And then, he, you know, he gets all the rest. He's 100% for when he comes back. But it's tough because you have Miami, which is a tough game. Then you have Washington on the road, which is, like, a disgusting stadium game that is always tough. And then you have Dallas at home, which honestly by then, like that could be a massive game. I mean, it's a massive game no matter what, but by then you could potentially be like in third pl- or in second place in the division if you lose that game. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's good that uh, they still have a game up on Dallas at the moment, but um, yeah, I'm with you. Like obviously that, that is uh losing lane would be, would be catastrophic in terms of, of the way they've looked. I think, I think Driscoll would look better with a week to prepare him, you know, with Stoutland and, and yeah, going into the that. game plan. I think we've seen that before, but that, you know, I think I saw on Twitter that they're like 13 and 22 without lane, you know, it's, a, Which it's is actually better than I thought. But yeah. It's, it's but again, they've bad. won a lot of games with lane that the record with lanes a lot better than without. So, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's the single, the single biggest, Look, there are things you can say like Jalen has to protect the ball better. Brian Johnson has to get better. Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni have to get better at designing the offense and calling plays. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I don't think Devontae is going to keep dropping footballs. But, you know, you need you need the mistakes to be tightened up. But the biggest uh, concern coming out of this game is, is, uh, game is Lane Johnson's health. And look, like you said, Blankenship, uh, that's, a, that's a big loss. If it's like a broken river, we don't know what it is. But if he has to miss games, I mean, you know, they, they they don't have options there. And, and they're about to play maybe well, the best the, passing offense in the league. Well, that's what's really tough because, like, I think in a in like a – I don't know if I'm going to use this phrase correctly. But, like, in a vacuum, like, the loss of Reed – like, Reed's a nice player. Reed is not, like, a difference-making player. So I think, like, you can survive the loss of him specifically. But when your second safety spot is maybe, like, the worst in the NFL and, like, a rotating cast of characters – then, you know, the loss of Reed gets tougher because now you're incredibly weak at both spots. You're getting ready to play an offense with two of the best deep threats in the entire NFL. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a good situation. So, on, do you have anything else on the offense and the injuries? Or? No. All right, so I have some defensive thoughts. Um, one, I will start this by saying, like, awesome job, Sean Desai. Like, you shut the you you kept the team in this game. I don't think they allowed a single real point off of turnovers today. Like they let the offense score at the end there, but on the first three they didn't allow any points off of the turnovers. Um, I thought Hassan Reddick made big plays late. I do think if the offense had not thrown that interception and punted the ball away, then I think the defense would have gotten a stop. Like I I, I felt all game they were going to win 
really up until the very end, even after the interception, I had some faith in the offense. But because of the way the defense was playing, I never thought they were actually going to lose this game. Like, they were pretty heavy favorites throughout the game on the Parks app. Like, they were, like, minus 300 for, for a majority of this game. So it is crazy they actually lost. The one kind of question I have for you that, like, I'm, I don't know if I'm being a little over nitpicky on this because, like, the results are what they are, which are great. It's so weird to me how he rotates guys. Like, it's like Roby one series, then it's Goodrich. It's like Mar- it's uh, Nicholas Murrow one series, then it's Dean, then it's both of them, then it's one. Like, the safety rotates. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it, it feels like if we think continuity is important on the defense, it's a little weird to me how he manages the personnel. Well, I mean, look, who knows if it has to do with injuries and moments and trying to get guys rest if, like, especially, you know, we know that, you know, Roby got hurt throughout the game and, you know, uh, they lost, you know, guys were going in and out and the, you know, MetLife field, which, again, is just a absolute... Well, that's all I wanted to get to next. To, it's an absolute travesty. Like, that, I honestly think, I tweeted, I think teams should boycott games. Like, I, I, I honestly don't want them to play the game against the Giants earlier in the season. I'm hoping it like everything's wrapped up one way or the other, but then like, I, I I hate it. It's like when you watch a game on the MetLife at MetLife, you're just hoping your guys don't get hurt. Like, that's what I feel like. And it was like a, a, a a cavalcade of guys who got hurt today. And, um, so yeah, I figure Roby. Uh, so like who who knows? Uh, look, I, I think you can only, go with the results for design. Maybe, look, yep. he's giving guys chances to, to win jobs and to make plays. So competitive, whatever, you know. So um, I, I, I got nothing to say bad about the defense, obviously, other than, than you know, being concerned about the amount of injuries that are piling up, uh, you know, especially on the back well, end. So, And what's also crazy, I mean, because I agree, I don't have much to say about the defense either other than they were awesome. Like, Reddick made a big play late. Uh, Jordan Davis had a half sack. Like, Lots of really positive things. But, um, man, Jake Elliott. Oh, yeah, I meant to bring it up. Horrible. (laughs) Not great. That was a very makeable kick there he missed. Tough, tough. Tough stuff yeah. there. Yeah. No, I don't know. Who knows? Like, they probably... Look, he's earned he's earned the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, you know, it's also like, it seems like, you know, we'd rather have him kick a 60-yarder than a 30-yarder for for an important kick, which is weird. Right. Um, Yeah. But, look, you know... uh, you know, horrible kick, uh, horrible miss. It, it hurt them. You know, they might win if he makes it again. They they lose by, uh, you know, they'll lose. They, they, if they don't necessarily have to let them score there at the end, if he makes that, they could fight them defensively and, and all that. Like, yeah. so there, so who knows how it plays out. But, um, yeah, it's a horrible miss. Man, but, but we're not going to kill Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott, again, it was a bad miss, and it's part of the reason they lost. But he's lower on the list than, than other things. Man, I cannot believe Jalen threw that interception. Oh, it was horrible. Like, maybe it's time to start believing it, but, like, man, when he threw that thing, I, and like, the other turnovers he had were, were understandable. That was, like, right to him. Just, like, just 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 a horrendous throw. And to his credit, he took complete control, you know, blame for it and everything and all like that. But, like, man, if you would have told me they were going to lose today, I would not take a, a Jalen Hurts, you know, Backbreaking interception in the final whatever minute for it to uh, for it to that, to be how they lost. Yeah, I feel you, pal. I feel you. Um, all right, I know you got to do the post game show, and um, um, I've been losing my voice the last couple of days, so I'm um, mm. well. Get um, ready; it's going to be a, that's a the point. Yeah, me. so I got nothing left to say. You got any other final thoughts before we get out of here? I just um, said this game sucked. I said it at the beginning. I could have just stuck with that. Yeah. So, like, I, obviously, the turf is terrible. But, like, MetLife doesn't get enough, like, ripping for what a horrendous stadium it is. Like, it's ugly. It's boring. It, it remind, It's almost like they were, like, 
build the vet, but make it have no personality whatsoever. It's just like, it's a horrendous stadium. You're right, the field, they absolutely have to do something about it. Like, they did replace it this year, but like, buddy, Woody Johnson, like, pal, put some grass in there, man. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, it's, like, when you're down there, like, there's pebbles everywhere, these little, like, black pebbles that you see with turf. Like, it's just wild. And I, I don't know if these injuries today were a result of it or not, but it's a, it's just a horrendous field. And I agree with you. The Eagles have to hope that that last game of the season they have whatever their playoff position is going to be wrapped up because the last thing you want is to go come back to the stadium and have to play people that you expect to play big snaps in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a disgrace. It's an absolute, absolute disgrace. Um, all right, my final thought uh, is um, obviously we'll be back this week uh, with pods and all that, but, like, you know, big game. Big game, like it's uh, Huge game. yeah, Kelly like green game. Yeah, this is, it'll be Sunday night. It's against the best offense in the league. We'll see who's healthy and all that. We'll track that through the week. But you know, um, coming off the have loss, you seen the, uh, yeah, the I saw part? you tweet it. The Eagles at two and a half point. Home right? You know, it, it's basically saying these teams are even right now, um, and yeah. it, it is a little surprising. But let's not forget. Look, the Dolphins went on the road and lost by like thirty or whatever to the Bills. So let's not. You know, everyone yeah. has weeks again. The Niners lost in Cleveland. I think. I think the smart thing to do in the NFL these days is to not overreact too much to these types of things because teams, it's hard, man. Look, there's the the Eagles' fourth road game of the season already. You know, they went to a a horrendous stadium where, you know, anecdotally, I'm not, you know, I I can't think of everyone, but it feels like Jalen never plays that good up there. I know he got hurt the one time up there at his ankle. Like, I don't know, it just feels like a, and you're going up to play the Jets, like, you know, we talk about this all the time, but the football is a game of emotion a lot of times, and and a lot of times if you're not as as fired up as the other team, like you could lose. So, um, especially when injuries and other things happen. So, um, don't overreact. But look, it's uh, I'm certainly not super confident going into Sunday night. I think this is a real measuring stick game for both teams, an important game for both teams uh, in terms yep. of of wanting to win their conferences. So. Um, you know, it's. It, I feel like it's the first time this season. It's like, all right, like it's go time. You know. Well, I'll end the pod by saying this. I know you're feeling down right now. I'm sure everyone else is. This time tomorrow, we'll be watching Phillies playoff baseball, and we will be at Citizens Bank Park together. So, so the you know, I will be out of the disgusting Met life soon, and life will be good in Philly again. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, look, anything can happen. Uh, I feel a lot more confident that the baseball team won't disappoint us tomorrow than the football team yes. did today. So, Agreed. so, uh, all right. Um, we'll be back later in the week of pods. If you're at Citizens Bank Park and you're a, a yeah, Go Birds through. listener, please. Yeah. We saw a couple come by and like hold up the Go Birds, uh, podcast Very thing. Cool. It made us super happy. So like, thank you. And, uh, if you're there, let us know that, uh, that you're a real one on a downline or whatever. All right. Um, go ahead, Elliot, you do the thing. We're, we're late anyway. And, uh, we'll be back later in the week until then. He's Elliot and James. That game sucked.